0: Good morning. I'm Angela Davis, and you're listening to NPR News. So glad you could be with us today. I'm guessing a lot of you can finish the lyrics to this song. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver, and the other is gold. Of course, that is, of course, one of the Girl Scout songs. For more than a 100 years, the organization has supported girls and their adult troop leaders. Most people know the Girl Scouts, though, because of the cookies. Uh, They will be going on sale in February, I can tell you that. But Girl Scouts do a lot more than sell cookies. These days, they are swapping out crafts for new badges and activities like electrical wiring, and voter registration awareness, and they're paying more attention to mental wellness and cultural diversity. This hour, I'm talking about the future of the Girl Scouts with Marissa Williams. She just started a little more than a year ago as the new CEO of Girl Scouts River Valleys. It's the regional organization that oversees more than 17,000 Girl Scouts in the Twin Cities, Southern Minnesota, Western Wisconsin, as well as one county down in Iowa. Good morning, Marissa. You're in the studio with me. So nice to meet you. I'm glad you could join us. Good
1: morning. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I want to tell our listeners a little bit uh, more about you right now, Marissa. You moved to Minnesota last year from Pittsburgh, where you were previously the CEO of an affordable housing organization called Hearth, and before that, you were the regional executive director of YMCA of Greater Pittsburgh. So you you've been busy for a long time.
1: I, I have been busy. <laughs>
0: it's been good though. So I want to start. Uh, I, I referenced that, that song. Um, I know you had a a, a a brief stint as a Girl Scout as a child. Uh, what do you remember about that experience?
1: You know what? It, it's funny you say brief stint. I was a Brownie, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get all of our Girl Scout alum to say, once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout, right? So I was a Brownie, but I am a Girl Scout. <laughs> and I sold cookies for one year, got my top cookie seller award. Oh, Got to go to Hershey Park. And then I said, okay, what's the next thing we're going to conquer? And so my mom just kind of looked at me like, we're done? And I said, I think so. Let's move on to the next thing. So it's a complete full circle moment to be sitting here and working for Girl Scouts as an adult now.
0: Right. The the possibility to have a huge impact on a lot of girls and young women. Absolutely. So what drew you to this job leading Girl Scouts River Valleys? How did that come about?
1: You know what? As I've been reflecting on how my career, I'm listening to you talk about all of the different jobs that I've had previous to this, nothing is a mistake. And I believe that this job in particular was a divine assignment to help lead girls and really create impact around leadership, right? Courage, confidence, and character. Those are things that I've embodied since Probably since I could talk. I always got the talks too much um, on my report card. Oh, me too. (laughs) Well, then I'm in good company, right? And so, you know, we want to make sure that we are, you know, building up the confidence of, of girls to amplify their voices. And, you know, you talked about cookies. Cookies are phenomenal. And the things that they do for our girls are amazing. But I really decided to come into this space and work in this role because I believe in building up our girls of courage, confidence, and character? How do we build the next generation of leaders?
0: You know, you just took my mind someplace. I wasn't planning to go. But I had a very vivid memory when you talked about uh, being uh, a girl. uh, And I have a very distinct memory of a teacher, I think I may have been in the fifth grade. And I remember his name, Mr. Terry, Mm -hmm. who called me out in class one day. And he, and he, he said, Miss Davis, I hope one day you get a job that pays you to talk, because you talk all the time. And I was so humiliated and embarrassed, Mm. and thought that I had done something wrong. But I was. was But look, for a young age, curious.
1: He he manifested that for you. Look at that.
0: Thank you, Mr. Terry. Thank you, Mr. Terry. But I remember kind of carrying some, not some degree of shame, but discomfort with having confidence
1: courage. And also, you know, I grew up in a family where character was very important. Very important. And and I think, you know, in especially now where social media and there's so many different pressures on younger girls, 11, 12, 13, to conform and blend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not concealer. We were not men- made to blend in. So how do we really invest and build up our girls to make sure that they understand that everything that was put in them is all that they need to succeed, mm-hmm. right? You don't need to be like anyone else. You were made to stand out. As I talk with Marissa
0: Williams, the CEO of Girl Scouts of River Valleys, I want to hear from you too. Were you ever a Girl Scout or is a girl in your life uh, part of a troop now? Tell us about it. How did the experience benefit you or maybe a family member and how have you seen the Girl Scouts change? You can call us this hour at 651 227 6000. Again, 651 227 6000 or 800 242 2828. Marissa, I know a lot of people are thinking about the cookies. So I would to go ahead and talk about the cookies. Let's get the cookie conversation out of the
1: way. Let's talk about it.
0: Um, and so do people, you know, you've been out in the community uh, frequently as part of your job and learning the state and meeting new people. I've, I've seen photos of you all over the place over the last year on social media. Do people ask you about uh, Girl Scout cookies a
1: lot? That is the first question <laughs> okay. I get when I introduce myself and they say, oh, so did you bring cookies, right? And some thinking... We'll get to this part. <laughs> it, if I do my job well in five years, when I walk in a room, nobody's going to ask me about the cookies. They're going to talk about all the amazing experiences they've had with our girls. But they're not going to ask about cookies first. Maybe fifth, but not first. Right? Okay, I, but oh, but I'm not going to hate on the cookies. Oh, they they, they do bring joy. They're amazing. And <laughs> Cookie Go Day is February 16th. So you can find our cookies everywhere.
0: February 16th. So right after Valentine's Day. Yeah.
1: Isn't that perfect? <laughs> you get you're done with chocolate, and you can move on to some caramel delights, <laughs> some thin mints, oh. trefoils. I know. Right. What's, What's your favorite? What's your favorite? <laughs> I was gonna say, but
0: um, I think it's the the the. I think it's the well, the name has changed. I knew them as I grew up uh, in Virginia and Maryland, and yeah. I think they they were Samoa's when they I was were going Samoas. up, and now they're caramel delights. They're caramel delights. So the cookie with the coconut and the chocolate yes. and the caramel, right? Same cookie. And what uh, do you know, like, what is that Like regionally? Do they have different names, like some of the same cookies?
1: So we do have two um, bakers that work with partner with Girl Scouts. And so regionally, the names are different. But Mm -hmm. we there's only two names. So it's Mm -hmm. caramel delight. And then we have Samoa's. Um, but Thin Mints are Thin Mints everywhere. Thin Mint
0: is a Thin Mint <laughs> and it doesn't make anybody thin.
1: No, no, it doesn't. And the best way to consume a Thin Mint is in the freezer, right? What, and over right, ice cream. Wait,
0: right. I was going to say hot tea. Yeah, I, oh,
1: I've never done that. See? Yeah. Okay. You could
0: try that. The Thin Mint's We're learning like hiding things, in the freezer. It's right? coming February 16th. Uh, and, you know, why do you think that tradition though has, has stayed with Girl Scouts? It is such a big part of the identity.
1: So it's a huge part of the identity. I mean, we are the largest uh, girl entrepreneurship program in the world. Like Mm. girls all over the country are out selling cookies. And not because the cookies are amazing. We love that you all love Mm -hmm. that the cookies taste good. But it's because of the experiences that the girls get to earn. Our girls have traveled to Panama, to different countries, to experience all that Girl Scouts has to offer. And a lot of the reasons that our Girl Scouts continue to do this are the, the rewards and the benefits and the experiences that they get to have after selling those cookies.
0: So they're getting the experience. Part of the value is learning how to talk to people and Absolutely. to explain something and to explain who they are. So talk to how, like, I don't know, is the word training correct? Or what's the prep for a Girl Scout before cookie sales begin?
1: Well, yeah, it is, it's training, but you're, you're making it fun, right? So you're teaching and the troop leaders are, our volunteers are invaluable. They're teaching our girls, you know, you have to learn about the product in mm-hmm. sales. You have to know what you're selling. So what are the names of your cookies? How many boxes do you have available? And then you're going to talk about. So if somebody wants to buy one box of cookies, how do we maybe upsell them? so that they can get another. So yes, you want the Thin Mints, but what does it look like to say, so how many people live in your home and what mm-hmm. other flavors do they like, right? Upsell has been a thing. I've been in sales my entire life. So selling cookies is is a fun part of um, of thinking about, you know, how do you create that upsell? And
0: is that part of a, a life skill they can use later? like A, Absolutely. learning how to talk to someone and how to, I guess, present something that they care about to someone. Absolutely. Um, And we can buy cookies online as well as from uh, a local Girl Scout or someone we know. Yes. Both ways. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: And you'll have cookie booths all over our footprint. 49 counties.
0: So meaning like when I go in and out of the grocery store, I'll see. In and
1: out of the grocery store. You might see us at other retailers. So... You can use our app and actually look for where our Girl Scout cookie booths are. And uh, something new, the
0: producers are like, Angela, you've never heard of this. I, I did not know about this, uh, that uh, apparently if you are shopping at Target, that there are uh, <laughs> body wash and uh, deodorants that are scented like thin mints and, and, and caramel coconut, uh, the, the native brand body wash and, and other products sold at Target. Uh, why do I want to smell like a cookie?
1: Well, you know there's a lot of folks that, that <laughs> might on? that might love that and that's a national partnership that we have with Native and so a lot of our girls really love the scent of these cookies if you'd like to smell like caramel delights arm uh deodorant I mean feel free the thing there's something for everybody
0: body I mean I just Okay. And then, so this is a national thing. This I did is a national partnership. Yep. And it, it's the Native brand. And then, so does Girl Scouts receive part of the money to help fund the programs?
1: Girl Scouts right. USA, absolutely. And we also have other partnerships. So you could have Thin Mint... Uh, protein powder from GNC. We have a lot of national partnerships. I think that's that exist. just wrong. All right. I'm just going to say that for a lot of people. Okay. All right. I,
0: you know what? We're going to take some phone calls from listeners because I am down a deep hole with the thin mints here. Uh, we're talking with Marissa Williams, the CEO of Girl Scouts of River Valleys, about what Girl Scouts are doing today. And we're going to learn more about all the other activities beyond the cookies. But I, I want to hear from you. What were your memories? What are your experiences with Girl Scouts? Call us at 651 227 or 800-242-2828. Let's take a phone call uh, from Robin, who's calling from uh, Oklahoma. Robin, are you there? Okay, I'm not hearing Robin. Let's go uh, to another uh, line. Let's try again. Oh, Robin, are you there? I am, yeah. yeah you just cut out for me, Oh, anyway. okay. We can hear you now. What did you want to tell us about the Girl Scouts? Uh,
2: Girl Scouting, I point to it uh, as one of the most formative experiences of my childhood. I was a Girl Scout literally from the... T- well, even before Brownies because my mother was a scout leader and uh, when I was before Brownie age. But all the way through seniors, I went from being a senior scout into being a cadet leader along with my sister. And I learned so many valuable lessons and had so many valuable experiences.
0: Now, Robin, uh, was that in Minnesota? Did you live here in Minnesota? Yeah, well,
2: actually... <laughs> Actually, at that time, I lived in Missouri. I grew up in Missouri, but I'm a Minnesota resident now. Okay. Uh, But I just happen to be uh, traveling right now, being adventurous, which I actually point back to the Girl Scouting to instill that, that sense of adventure.
0: So, Robin, describe some of the activities that you did or that you learned.
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, anything from, you know, because I'm a retired individual, so, you know, needlepoint was one of those things that we, you know, did back in the day, but... How to use a camera, how to frame pictures, how to ride a bicycle, and ride it on the correct side of the road. Mm, that's um, important. Leadership, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cooking, um, but the the biggest takeaway I think was the sense of adventure and the leadership skills that Girl Scouting taught me. I uh, was an at home mom for a lot of years. Did a lot of volunteering during that time, organizing events for women. And I just really found my niche in being able to do that kind of thing. And I I attribute all of that experience, all of that ability back to Girl Scouting.
0: I love that. And you say you're retired now, but what uh, career path did you end up taking, Robin? What well, kind of work did you retire from?
2: I finally figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was <laughs> worked in IT. I was a computer
0: support technician. Wonderful. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to to, to share your memories and to call in. Uh, Robin, uh, traveling right now, but has lots of Girl Scout memories.
1: And that's awesome, Robin. Thank you so much for sh- sharing, especially about the leadership and that idea of adventure. I think that's one thing we da- absolutely want to instill with our Girl Scouts. And I- I'm going to ask you, Robin, did you participate in camp? Because that's where a lot of our adventure happens.
0: Uh, Robin. I don't know if Robin's still on the line. Um I don't think she's still there anymore. But oh. what, what happens at camp? What Tell us.
1: So many things happen. And when is camp? camp? In the
0: summertime, I'm assuming. Camp is in the
1: summertime, but camp registration is actually getting ready to open. And so you can register for day camp or you can do overnight camp. And if you're a tween or a teen, you can apply to be a counselor in training, which it was actually my first job.
0: Okay, I'm going to pause you there because when I'm having a memory now. Camp registration. What's the date? Because when it opens, you got, have to be on it because a lot of these camps fill up quickly. So that's soon. That's coming up in maybe February or March?
1: It's actually coming up at the end of January. End
0: of January. Okay, so folks who are interested in signing up there, uh, young women and, and girls up for camp, know that that's coming up at the end of the month. Um, so, So what's going on there? What type of activities again?
1: So when you come to camp, and you can come to camp... Um, as an elementary school student but what you're learning about i think is about how to create an ecosystem with folks that are different from you because camp you're coming from all different parts
0: rural environments rural environments environments, urban
1: environments and you're getting to engage with camp counselors some that are from all across the world which is phenomenal Mm. um and so We want to teach our girls a lot about independence. You learn a lot about independence at camp. You're no longer at home with your parents. You have nobody to wake you up in the morning. Um, You have a sense of community. You're having breakfast and all of your meals together, and everyone gets a job. And I think, you know, especially with me having an eight-year-old son now, having a job and having a piece of independence every single day you're responsible for something is huge. But you're also doing ropes courses and at our Power Girls camp in the summer you're learning to work with power tools and different disciplines every single day alongside Amazing adults, and so there's so many different opportunities that you can jump into at GSRV camps.
0: I love that, and uh, so it's day camps as well as overnight Overnight camp. camp. And do you are there scholarships available for folks who have absolutely because camp is expensive, hundreds of dollars. uh, Camp
1: is expensive, and we don't want to have to turn any Girl Scout or any girl who's interested um, in. participating in camp. So there are scholarships available and you can go to our website
0: to see about those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned um, in the introduction that mental health is uh, mental wellness, something we talk a lot about on the show. That's a component of what uh, the Girl Scouts are doing. Uh, mental health is a priority for you. What concerns do you have about young people right now and their, their mental well-being?
1: Well, I think, you know, what we talked a little bit about some of the challenges that our young people are dealing with um, as young as the age of 11. And so when you think about Girls' self-esteem is the lowest that it will be at the age of 12. And I just think about what I, what was I doing at 12? You, seventh grade? You,
0: every, what were we doing at 12? We like, were confused and our bodies were changing. Were and, all of the things. Yeah, and yeah, then you have hard people
1: age. that, you know, are making you feel less than. And now with social media, I was with a group of Girl Scouts on Sunday the bullying doesn't stop when you go home because you have access to digital, and so yeah. there's it's a compounded issue. So how do you that these are discussions
0: that are deliberately held, or how do how do the Girl Scouts address
1: absolutely? So health? so we're having conversations about how do you own who you are and how do you show up as your authentic self. That was one of the. The fun pieces of of this role coming in, I was able to create a patch that I get to share with every Girl Scout that I engage with. And my patch, I was thinking, what is the message that I want our girls to walk away um, from meeting me with? And it was be unapologetically, authentically you, right? When I think about all the trouble that I've probably gotten in in my life, it was because I was being authentically me, But it was good trouble, right? Like John Lewis, you get Mm -hmm. in good trouble. But when you show up as you, you don't have to pretend and you can be consistent. And so when we think about dealing with mental health as young folks, more often than not, it's because we're trying to conform and be something that we're not. And so what we want to make sure our Girl Scouts know is being you is okay, better than okay
0: it's It's bold and it's courageous right Mm
1: -hmm. and we want to create community and an ecosystem where you feel comfortable being in your space you mentioned the
0: patch What, what do you mean a pa- I mean, I know what a patch is, but like you give it.
1: I wasn't a Girl Scout, but you're saying that you give these out. So to you or and I have a I patch earn. for you, and oh, so I've earned a patch. Well, you did. This is a CEO patch. You you don't necessarily earn it by doing right. a thing. You earn it by telling me how are you going to live these words every okay. day. So you when know. I ask a brownie or a daisy, what are you going to do to be authentically you? Sometimes the answers that I get are, well, if I want to color and she doesn't, I'm still going to (laughs) color. Proud of you. Right. (laughs) But when I ask our 13 year olds in GS lead, it's, well, you know what? I wanted to to dye my hair green and my mom said it was okay, and I did it and I went to school and some girls made fun of me. But I stood in that and I was okay with it because this is what I wanted to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if we can create a generation of women who have discovered who they are and are comfortable with who they are in their teens and tweens. They skipped that 20s and 30s trying to find themselves. Stuff. Right. We won't and that's talk the about goal.
0: That that time. I, that yeah, was not fun. We know.
1: <laughs> OK, <laughs> uh,
0: let's take another phone call again. I'm talking with Marissa Williams, the CEO of the Girl Scouts of River Valleys. Want to hear from you, too. What are your memories of being a Girl Scout? Are you involved right now? Call us at 651-227-6000 or 800-242-2828. The cookies go on sale online and in person February 16th. <laughs> Let's go to Robbinsdale what Tina's on the phone. Tina, thank you for calling in. Thank you for waiting. What do you want to tell us about the Girl Scouts?
3: For me, the Girl Scouts was so important to my daughter who had mild autism mm-hmm. and she was accepted. Uh, she was in Girl Scouts from fourth through twelfth grade. Then she went on to be a counselor and a troop leader at, some, at one point. And back to being a counselor, she was a counselor um, at the camp, one of the camps, several of the camps, for about uh, seven years. Um, and then she aged out, and she mm-hmm. couldn't go any farther than program manager because she couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but up until that last year, the inclusion that she was, that she felt, and that she experienced was amazing,
0: and that uh, clearly touched your heart. That was so. Uh, much needed and and and
3: valuable to you and your family. Oh, absolutely. She would she would look forward all year long to going to Girl Scout camp, either as a counselor or as a a camper. Uh, she had a a book where she would, she kept all of her camp songs in a book.
0: Oh my! So she was she, all in. You know, she loved. She was singing. all in. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Tina, you mentioned she aged out, meaning that she got to an age where there was not as much that she was able to do or, or what do you mean by that?
3: Um, She no longer was in an age that was close enough to the uh, other counselors Mm -hmm. um, without being in upper management. So without being an assistant uh, camp director or a camp director, um, she was just, she got to be too old and she didn't feel like she fit in anymore. Got it. But that was her, not the camp Mm -hmm. or Girl Scouts. Thank you. Um,
0: That's Tina uh, referencing the fact that Girl Scouts, when when she and her daughter needed it, were very inclusive, uh, as this is a a girl living with autism. And what what do you hear in in that story, Marissa?
1: And so we celebrate diversity, right? Girl Scouts is for every girl and youth, uh, gender expansive youth as well. And so we want to make sure that all girls feel welcome. All girls feel celebrated participating in Girl Scouts.
0: And the idea of uh, getting older, and I know that's probably still a challenge because as girls get older, they get maybe involved in other things. and they, There's a limited amount of time. Maybe they're drawn to sports or other things or... it it doesn't feel cool to them anymore to be a Girl Scout. How are you all addressing that? Do you still see that?
1: Absolutely, we still see that. And so when you think about, you know, the average age where we start to see drop-off in Girl Scout participation um, is around that, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade time frame. And so what we're looking at is... How do we remain relevant for older girls?
0: So that's 9, 10, 11, 12, when they probably most need support. When they
1: most need that support and Mm -hmm. when they're starting to, you know, evolve and change and transition. And so one of the programs that we currently have, it's called GS Lead, and that's a leadership program. I was just with um, about 40 of our girls on Sunday um, out in St. Louis Park, and they were talking about uh, working on creating their story, You, you know, taking all the different pieces of their life and how do they put those things together to create what their soundbite, their story, their introduction uh, to the world. What does that look like for them?
0: And how old are they?
1: These were eight, Eighth, ninth, and tenth grade girls.
0: Okay. So they're there are some of the they're older girls. A little bit with older, right? right?
1: And so one of the things that we are attempting to create, we're we're calling it right now because marketing um, is not my strongest suit, but Girl Scout Institute. And we're in the process of building that out. When we have girls participating, we're gonna have the girls rename what they want that to be. But oh, wow. it's our call out to say, hey, we want you to be engaged in Girl Scouts. As long as you want to make Girl Scouts a part of your life and we see that there's a need for it. So how do we bring our sixth through 12th grade girls together and create opportunities for them to engage with corporate leaders as well as women who are entrepreneurs or leaders and come in, provide world of work tours, expose them to different careers that are available? Mm -hmm. Because two of our sophomores on Sunday said, hey, you know, we need a little bit more. This is great, but we are going to be in college in two years, and yeah. we want exposure to different things. And I, I think one of our staff, uh, Tammy, always tells me, she's like, feedback is a gift. And I said, I'm going to learn how to take feedback so much better because of how kind you're of
0: listening. Tammy right. Tammy right.
1: presents it. And so thinking about, okay, two sophomores came up to me. They'd never met me before and said, hey, this is great, but we're really interested in more. What, what things are on the horizon for us? And that was the confirmation that what we're working on is right on time.
0: And you mentioned marketing and maybe part of it. I mean, if I'm a sophomore in high school, maybe I don't want to be called a girl. That part. I, mm-hmm. I want to be. I don't know what it is. I'll, I don't. I don't we'll necessarily want to be called out. a girl, right. right? But you're listening. You're evolving, exactly. And we have to. If I had a patch, I give you a <laughs> patch. I might make some little piece of paper. Let's take another phone call. Uh, talking about the Girl Scouts uh, today, yesterday, the future. Uh, want to hear your memories? Get some feedback on your Girl Scouts experience. 651-227-6000 or 800-242-2828 in Saint Paul. Nancy is listening and has called in. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. What do you? You want to ask or share with us as we talk about the Girl Scouts? Good morning. Yeah, Hi.
4: I'm a huge supporter of the Girl Scouts. I was a Girl Scout and I worked for the Girl Scouts back in '79,
0: '80. Oh wow!
4: Southeast Louisiana Girl Scout Council as an area coordinator, I had about 85 troops in the city of New Orleans. Wonderful. And at at that time, we were really pushing to get away from the cookie sales as a way to support the organization. The thinking was that Boy Scouts relied on large corporate donations. Why are we sending our girls out to sell cookies? Mm -hmm. And we were trying to make connections with the corporate world to, and it sounds like um, what the comment right before I called, that conversation is very encouraging, but to sell the, the organization to get donations and not sell cookies to get donations. And what really disturbs me is we've kind of come in the exact opposite direction. Not only are the girls not selling the organization, but if I want to give a monetary donation to a Girl Scout, I have been told they can't take donations. Or if I do make a monetary donation, they have to take that value of cookies and donate it to someone. I don't want to donate the cookies. I recognize that people... <clears throat> like cookies, there's they're embedded in our culture. But I personally think we're having these girls sell junk food and I don't want to participate in that. And I just want I don't want my grandnies to be punished for taking a hundred dollar donation rather than selling a hundred dollars worth of cookies. And I just I'd like to know what your thoughts are on mm-hmm. that and if there's any talk about going in a direction Of, I mean, if I want the girls to go talk to a corporate leader, I want them to ask for a donation to the organization for all the good things that they do and be able to sell that, not all the different flavors of cookies and trying to push cookies on people who may um, have health concerns that are negatively affected by eating them. And I know this, I'm going to get a lot of pushback because those cookies are, are, are a big part of the culture, but they're not... a I don't see them as being a positive thing. No, so you know, Nancy. Our, I, I think you speak. The organization. I
0: think you speak for a lot of people. A lot of a lot of people have questions and concerns about just the financial structure and about uh, this emphasis on selling cookies and and so, Marissa, what can you tell us today um, about how the organization, um, you know, raises money and and the emphasis on selling cookies and and, and are there better opportunities maybe with some corporate donations to, to fund the organization?
1: And Nancy, thank you so much for your perspective. And you probably were a little bit in my mind. Um, When you think about, you know, how we grow our organization, it really is going to be connecting with our corporate community, connecting with our government community and making sure that they understand that we we have six C's in Girl Scouts. A lot of folks know about cookies, camps and crafts. But we really, again, want to focus on building girls of courage, confidence, and character. And the way that communities can buy into that is really supporting our programmatic needs. And so at Girl Scouts River Valleys, we are really focusing on making sure that we're telling our story, not only about Girl Scouts' experiences through entrepreneurship programming, but also through their experiences at camp, their experiences through uh, participating in our Connects troops and different experiences that they get to have traveling the world. So I really appreciate that thought process. And we are definitely uh, moving in that direction and connecting with our corporate community. Uh, Back to the phone lines, a phone call from
0: Northfield. Jenny's on the phone this morning. Hi, Jenny, what do you want to tell us about the Girl Scouts?
5: Hi, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been a a leader for 13 years. So I started out with girls in kindergarten all the way through their senior year in high school. And I guess um, a couple of things I wanted to highlight, one was one, the diversity of experiences we had, and the other is the skills that I learned um, as an adult leader, because I think that's important as well. Um, but I think going into this, I decided, and I think the, Awesome parents that I had in my troop too, kind of decided. You know how how do we make this worth our while in terms of you know kids are doing sports and music and church youth groups and all these other things. So how does this stand out? And I'm just really proud of the um, diversity, the experiences we had from outdoor activities, you know, backpacking and ice fishing and skiing and winter camping and (laughs) dog sledding and to the STEM experiences we had to domestic um, travel. We went to space camp in Huntsville, Alabama. Wow! We went internationally to Costa Rica when the girls were in high school and did a conservation project. And I just felt like we were really able to fundraise for all of those activities, and leadership, that's a huge thing. We have a great service unit, so the girls really had a lot of really cool opportunities to lead um, mm-hmm. younger girls, and I think that's powerful as well. But um, And I guess the other thing, like I mentioned, is just as an adult um, leader, I think I really have gained a lot of skills in terms of leadership, and um, grant writing was something that we did as that's a whole nother story but as a, as a did, troop leader um, you worked it. yeah mm-hmm. and and just new experiences i mean mm-hmm. there was some things that i did with the girls that i would tell them hey i've never done this before and then there were other times when i didn't tell them <laughs> and i would come out of it thinking wow i just
0: I learned something did this
5: experience for the first time as a you know 40 some year
0: old so thank um, you thank you that's Jenny yeah. uh, in Northville 13 years as a troop leader uh, and describing a lot of positive experiences for the girls and for herself
1: absolutely and thank you so much Jenny for your service yeah. i think mm-hmm. you know your girls um are better because you stuck with it and i'm sure that those parents uh, are grateful that they had a solid troop leader um that was willing to go on those experiences with those girls and and lead them through um some international trips i'm i'm thinking these these might have been things that if i knew about at 7 <laughs> i might have i might have hung in there a little bit longer
0: um, let's uh, take another phone call. This one uh, is Cassie, who is on the phone. And Cassie, I'm not sure where are you calling from. Cassie, I'm calling from France. It is France. Okay. Oh wow. All right. So, uh, do you live in Minnesota, and you're traveling? I
6: lived in Minnesota, and Minnesota Public Radio is with me here. (laughs)
0: Well, that is – thank you for listening and and keeping an ear on what's happening here at home. So what do you want to tell us about uh, the the Girl Scouts, uh, Cassie?
6: Well, I absolutely appreciate Marissa being there, and the previous caller touched on something that kind of dovetails into what I was curious about, because – um, I was not a Girl Scout. My sister was a Brownie, and I envied her. But by the time I was <laughs> sort of the same age, we had a baby brother, and my mom had her hands full. But um, when I was in high school, by that time my brother was in Cub Scouts, um, but I had friends, boys in high school who had achieved um, Eagle Scout level. And I remember envying them that there was this – celebration around that achievement and that it was also um, something that they could put on a resume or on a college application that implied that they had um, a focus and a determination to achieve a goal. Mm -hmm. And I have not had the sense that Girl Scouts leads girls to that kind of um, leadership um, achievement. Is there something now in Girl Scouts that allows them to achieve something similar to the level of an Eagle Scout with all of the celebration and the, and the rah-rah that comes with that kind of mm-hmm. um, recognition
0: and acknowledgement. Great question. And Cassie, thank you for listening. Thank you for for calling in from France. Uh, what can you tell us? Is there a, a equivalent of, of what we see with the Eagle Scouts?
1: Absolutely. And and Cassie, thank you so much for, for that awesome layup uh, to talk about <laughs> our highest awards uh, project for our girls. So, Last year, uh, Girl Scouts in our council actually contributed nearly 15,000 hours to making a lasting change in their communities through our highest awards projects. And when Girl Scouts achieve bronze, silver, or gold award level, they do put it on their resume. And it's something that they absolutely talk about. Um, a few examples of some of our Girl Scout highest uh, or gold awards. Kalia, last year, received her Gold Award for increasing awareness of diverse authors and elevating literacy within her community. Jara, who is one of our changemakers from 2023, actually had a project about mental health through art. Um, We also have two others that I I wanted to highlight uh, because STEM is such a, a big uh, component of education now, and so Rebecca actually did um, a was selected as our nat one of our national Girl Scout High Gold awardees and received a ten thousand dollars scholarship, increasing about increasing the number of minorities in the STEM field, and Alana. Uh, works within our native communities and is really focused on increasing swimming literacy and ability within native communities. So our girls are invested in doing a lot to change the outlook of their communities and change their world ultimately. So thank you so much for helping us to elevate Eagle Scout highest award gold Award for Girl Scouts, they are on the very same level, and we definitely need our business community to recognize that when you see that a Girl Scout is a recipient of a gold award, that is a phenomenal achievement and something that you probably should ask her about mm-hmm. in that job interview.
0: Uh, I also have in my notes uh, as we think about the different patches that that girls can earn, uh, that there's a new patch. it's called Ready Set Vote. Uh, Who is it for and what do the girls learn or what do they do to earn it?
1: Now, you know, this is probably one of my favorite, you know, new badges because, as you know, we are both... Uh, sororities in delta sigma theta and voter oh, what was engage- that again
0: delta sigma theta sorority <laughs> incorporated. incorporated yes we are members and um social um social action, action is a is big a component huge of component of, of, of the the what members we do the sorority. so what is ready set vote what is that so
1: path? ready set vote was the first of its kind patch in girl scouting we recently introduced a partnership with the secretary of state and that happened in october our girls who participated were actually able to be at the press conference they were able to meet oh. the Secretary of State and present um, our ready, set, vote patch. So it's all about uh, voter registration and education and making sure that you can pre-register prior to your 18th birthday and be ready to vote. And so... If, if if if
0: we to go back to the cookies if i'm engaging with a girl scout talking about cookie sales uh do the girls sometimes do, do people ask them about what else that they are doing in addition to selling cookies we love it was that okay do that. To, to like interview a girl scout is it okay to ask them questions absolutely
1: and every time i go to a cookie booth i'm definitely interviewing our girl scouts so Please make it a habit to talk about what else are you learning? Mm-hmm. What other skills are you gaining in this experience? And what do you love about Girl Scouts? I love asking that question. Also,
0: um, something that people may not be aware of that there are many culturally specific troops, uh, troops managed by volunteers and staff um, for specific, uh, uh, f- specific cultural, uh, I guess groups. Groups, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about those and the different groups and and like what, what does that accomplish?
1: So when you think about building community, um, you know, we talk a lot about diversity um, and how that shows up. And and diversity truly means, you know, what is different around you? Mm -hmm. We also have to recognize that it's critically important to be in spaces where you are seen and you are seen and you see others that look like you. Right. And so when we think about, we have um, our Hmong day camp that happens in St. Paul, and we actually have a little magazine that we put together and it was called "It's My Time." And they really focused on, you know, their culture, who they are, what makes them unique, what makes them special. And when I met with them on day one, everybody was super shy and super quiet. But at the end of that camp experience, they were completely different because they had been poured into. And they felt beautiful. They felt like I'm seen, I'm important. And guess what? There's a bunch of girls that look like me that can walk around with their head high and feel that same impact of being powerful in who we are and owning our culture and not hiding that.
0: And that may be bringing girls together from different schools and different neighborhoods. Absolutely. So there are Latina troops. There are Somali troops yes. as well. And then a lot of the troop leaders, volunteers, and staff also from represent those, those cultures. Means. And
1: we're we're trying to do more of that. So, you know, this might be a, a call out uh, for my D9 brothers and sisters that might be thinking about, hey, I need to do a little bit more volunteerism. How about we... Sign up to be troop leaders and show up for our communities of color. Um, so
0: fraternities and sororities, absolutely. Uh, uh, black fraternities and sororities, there may be opportunities. Uh, how do you become a troop leader? Do I have to have a specific connection to a child? How, does, how do you become a troop leader?
1: You can reach out to Girl Scouts and say, hey, I'd like to be a troop leader. Um, and you don't necessarily have to have a child within that troop. We have volunteers that aren't parents um, that are volunteering with us. I don't and think
0: I knew that. I always assumed it had to be a, a parent of one of the the children.
1: It does not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of one of the ways that we're thinking about relevance and evolving. When you think about parents today, most parents uh, right now you're you're living in a two parent household that is that both parents are working, or you're living in a single parent household where that parent is working. So we have to be really creative. We have staff led troops, we have mm-hmm. volunteer led troops, but we also need to think about what does it look like to broaden our scope of what a volunteer looks like. And right now I'm pulling in our young professionals that I get to meet um, across the cities and say, hey you're looking for volunteer opportunities. Are you looking for professional and, development?
0: And dealing with some isolation and looking for companionship as well. I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's a great, this is a an great opportunity
1: run. to build network and right. also give back to young people.
0: Alright, back to the phone lines. Uh, we're talking with Marissa Williams, the CEO of Girl Scouts River Valleys. Uh, been in the job for about a year now. Came to us from Pittsburgh, where uh, she was previously a regional executive director of the YMCA of Greater Pittsburgh. Uh, in uh, New Rochester, we have a phone call from um, Lily, and Lily, you're in. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Mazeppa? Yes, that's right. Oh, thank you for calling in. What did you it's, want to ask or, or share about the Girl Scouts?
7: Oh, I thank you. Thank you so much, and mm-hmm. I appreciate um, all the time that you're spending on this topic. I I called because I was really struck when Marissa said something about um, uh, Girl Scouts trying to empower their girls to be their unapologetic, authentic selves. Um, I I felt excluded from Girl Scouts when I was growing up. I grew up in the 80s in Park Rapids, Minnesota, and we were on welfare, a family of five. We couldn't afford Girl Scouts, and the girls that I was growing up with made I always tell my kids don't let no one can make you feel anything unless you let them. But at the time I felt excluded from it. And you know, there was a lot of teasing mm-hmm. and bullying and you could never be part of this. And I, I just, mm-hmm. I want, I was hoping to share my perspective with you in that um, I feel like there's an opportunity. There's a lot of girls out there, myself included that want to be a part of it, that want to make the world a better place. I ended up putting myself law school and I really felt lost because no one in my family had gone through law school. I mean, I was the only one that got a college degree. And I feel like if I had had access to the to the community that people who were able to afford Girl Scouts had access to, it would have made that mm-hmm. a lot smoother. So I just would like to talk about that a little bit. Um, I, I, I think that the institution has does tremendous things and there's possibilities there that, mm-hmm. including those girls that feel excluded, would probably make a big difference.
0: Lily, thank you so much for sharing your story and um, uh, Marissa is eager to talk with you. Thank you for calling in.
1: Absolutely. And so let me just say, in spite of not being a part of Girl Scouts, you did it, and I'm so right. proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I think about, it, I'm I'm getting a little.
0: Mm-hmm. You were the first in your family to go to college.
1: Right? I was.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, it, uh we all have memories of of feeling uh, excluded. Many of us do as children, often because of financial resources. Um, but that can inspire you. It can it can plant a seed to do something for others when you get older, which is clearly what you're doing.
1: It is. And so I just that story touched me. Mm-hmm. Um it and should so, have,
0: because, I mean, that's a lot of people's story. It right? is.
1: And so, you know, when you think about what you were able to accomplish and what you're pouring into your children, those are the stories our girls need to hear mm-hmm. so that history doesn't repeat itself. That's powerful. And I appreciate you for sharing that. Um I think you would be a phenomenal person to come and talk to our girls, particularly our our middle and high school girls that are struggling with, you know, how to show up as their authentic selves. And I would love to be able to to get your contact information and be okay. able to make that connection.
0: So I'm hoping our producer maybe can get Lily's Oops. phone number and myself,
1: but they're <laughs> nodding. They're like, we got gotcha. you.
0: Okay, right, wonderful. Lily, thank you for calling in. Thanks for uh, making me cry on the radio. Our hour is up. <laughs> well, I make no promises. You know, what happens, happens. Yeah. Uh, this was good, though. I am uh, so happy that I got to meet you. Welcome to Minnesota. Marissa Williams, the CEO of the Girl Scouts of River Valleys, uh, stepped into the leadership role about a year ago moving here from Pittsburgh. So glad that you're here. Uh, Previously, again, worked uh, for an affordable housing organization called Hearth, and before that, the regional executive director for the YMCA of Greater Pittsburgh. But you're having more fun here in Minnesota. Glad that you're here, (laughs) along (laughs) with your husband and your young son. Uh, This conversation today was produced by Amaya and made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For more reporting in our North Star Journey series, go to nprnews.org and look for the North Star Journey link. Again, the cookies go on sale February 16th online and from a Girl Scout uh, in your life. Be safe, everybody. Let's talk again tomorrow morning at nine.